So the Alphabet continues um, towards the end of Parak Aleph. We didn't finish Parak Aleph yesterday. So the Alphabet here begins to discuss the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas. The Alphabet said that there's two Nefoshes, um based on the Rebbe Chaim Vital's explanation that every single Jew has the Chol Ish Yisrael Echad Tzadik Echad Rosha has two Neshamis. He brings a pasuk. It says, "V'neshamis ani yosisi," and the Altarebbe translates "neshamis" as "nefashis." And there's a number of inter- interpretations brought. The Rebbe explains that "nefashis" here are referring to the parts of the neshama that's in the goof. We know that there's five parts of the neshama: naran chai, nevesheruch neshama chai yichida, and the five parts of the soul. Some of them are in the body. Some of them are out of the body. Some of them are part of our consciousness, and some of them are part of our superconscious. And um, so the question is, does every single Jew possess the neshama element of the soul? Everybody possesses the soul. The question is, do they possess the neshama element of the soul? And that's why the Rebbe says, the Alt-Rebbe changes it from neshamas to nefoshes. Either way, there is, the, there's two, there's two nefoshes, there's two, um, um, uh, two uh, other, um, there's two aspects of the, of, there's two, um, System, so to speak, that we spoke about yesterday. Two programs of the of the person. One is the nefesh ha'achas. The first one is mitzada klipa v'sitra achra. Comes from the side of klipa and sitra achra. So let's talk about this for a minute. What is klipa and what sitra achra? So this is a terminology that's used a lot in Hasidus, especially when it comes to havoida, um, and it's going to be more highlighted a lot more later on in Parag Vav. In chapter 6, Altreb is going to discuss this point a little bit more in, uh, with a little bit more explanation. But just to understand this concept now, in, 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 in Hasidic thought, there's two, there's, there's two energies in the world. These two cosmic energies. There is the Tzad Akdusha, the side of holiness, and the Sitra Achra. Sitra Achra literally means the other side. These are two counter forces, so to speak, in the world. There's two, two, two polar opposite forces. If you want to think about this idea in a very... Um, no. Kedusha and Sitra Achra. If you want to think about it from, the, from a scientific point of view, atoms, atoms have within them positive energies and negative, right? The, the electrons, there's positive charged electrons and negative charged electrons. In chemistry, the combination of the electrons, the force of the combination is to create an equilibrium, to create a balance between the positive flow and energy and the negative flow of energy. That's why when you have a battery, you ever notice a battery has a plus side and a minus side, right? Mm-hmm. And depending on how you put the batteries into the machine, the way the machine works is to try to create, that, that's what, that's what the, the, the negative and the positive, they need to try to create a certain balance to produce the electricity forces to work. Obviously, we're not going to give a whole class right now on, uh, on uh, electricity and this idea. But the point is, is that we already see in the physical world... Is there like a battery? Perhaps. The, the idea is in the physical world, we already see this idea of these two parallel forces that work. And they work in counter-distinction to each other, and they, they, they oppose each other. In certain ways, in chemistry, they combine um, and, and, and create the, the separation, whatever it is, without getting into, again, the scientific side to it. On a spiritual plane, the way Chassidus explains to us, everything in the physical realm is really predicated on a spiritual source. Everything comes from a spiritual place. So the very fact that there is this physical element of a positive and negative force is based on, in a spiritual sense, this positive and negative energy. 
we know psychologically we have positive energy and negative energy. This positive energy and negative energy is in us on a, speci- on a, more, on a more specific level. Nevshalakis, Nevshabahamis. And then there's on a much more grandiose, or not grandiose, so a much more, on a much more larger scale, on a much more um, macro scale, on a level of, uh, of, of, of universal, on a, on, a, on a cosmic scale, we have these two different forces. We have the forces of, of holiness, of purity, of positive energy, and the forces of impure energy, unholy energy, negative energy. And these two forces are very strong forces in the world. When we're in tune with our positive energy, we're connecting to the cosmic positive energy in the world. When we're in tune with our negative energy, we're in tune with the cosmic negative energy into the world. So it's not just my individual system. It's sort of like an electri- uh, 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 electricity plant. An electricity plant has a flow of current of energy, right? Depending on the current of energy, right? So each each particular each building and each 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 street has its specific box of, of you know and, and every building they have their 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 unit of where they have the electricity right so, so 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 the flow of energy goes into that particular unit but it's not limited to your building it's a flow of energy that's coming from a much greater source as well likewise in our bodies or in our consciousness and our psyche our positive drives, our positive energies is being connecting and being fueled by the more cosmic positive energy versus the negative. So the Altarebbe says the first soul that we're dealing with, the first element, uh, the first, the first uh, side to us, the, the first personality, so to speak, the first, uh, uh, the first um, disposition we have comes from the negative side, comes from the side Klipa and Sitra Akra, comes from the side of negative energy in the world on a spiritual level. Now, why does it have a t- this double name, Klipa and Sitra Akhra? So, Sitra Akhra just defines, as we said, more the other side of, 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 it literally means the other side. It focuses on the counter to the holy side is the unholy side, the negative energy. Klipa in itself, though, is not negative energy per se. Klipa is a shell, literally a shell. Now, a shell could function in two ways. A shell could be something that protects, let's say a fruit. A fruit has a shell, it protects the fruit, and it allows the fruit to grow and ripen. The shell is an, an essential part to the development of a fruit. But then at a certain point, the shell becomes a nuisance, because now you want to eat the fruit, so you need to get rid of the shell, right? Let's say psychologically. Some of us, in order for us to build a healthy self-esteem, a healthy self-confidence, we create a klipa for ourselves. We create walls for ourselves. We create a certain identity in order for us to be able to build our self-confidence, our self-image. That's a klipa. It's not the real me. It's not the truth about who I am. But it's enough to allow me to grow, to be secure, to create a safe environment for, with, through, through, with, through, with, through which I could grow and develop healthily. Eventually, though, that klipa becomes a nuisance. That klipa becomes uh, unhealthy. If you stay with that for too long, it's going to hold you back from being able to fully explode and fully being who you are, right? So God created the world with these klipa force. This klipa is this general like layer of, of protection which allows and enables the physical world to exist, and not just the physical world, but even the spiritual world, to sort of develop on its own as an independent being, to give it independence, to give it a sense of self, 
But eventually, the ultimate objective is, is that the klipa should not be the, the, the end-all and be-all to everything. The klipa is merely a means to an end. The klipa's eventually purpose is for you to break that klipa, break that shell, and allow whatever you nurtured and developed to break out. Think about an egg. A chicken lays an egg. When, you, when the chicken hatches, what's the ultimate objective? For the chick to stay in the egg the whole time? No, but it's... What? It's for it to finally get out, right? So there's a necessity at first for the klipa to be there. So really, klipa and sitar achra are not the same thing. Sitar achra focuses on the negative energies in the world, the negative side. Klipa is not necessarily negative, it's just a disguise. It's withholding and, and putting in place certain limitations but they are necessary in order to allow for there to be a development of the individual of the thing. Now, there are two types of klipa. We're going to see that later on in chapters 7 and 8. There's two types of klipa. There's what's called klipa snoiga and gimel klipa satmeis. Klipa snoiga refers to the, 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 a klipa which has an element of light within it. That means even the klipa itself is, has some sort of light. Allows for some... What? Yeah, noiga means shining. Like, for example, an egg. An egg, the shell of the egg has perforated, has little small holes. So, so to speak, it has the ability to allow for the egg's, the egg's, uh, nourish, uh, 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 the egg's uh, substance, so to speak, to come out a little bit. Um, or for, for flavor to go into it. It's open, so to speak. There's a positive receptacle ability, so to speak. Then there's Gimelklips Atmeis. Gimelklips Atmeis is complete darkness. Complete shell. There is no openness. There's no ability to, 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 to see anything other. That means, let's say, for example, psychologically, one. Yeah, noiga can mean it itself shines, but you have it. it has it, either it itself shines, or has the ability to shine. You have to extract that ability for it to shine. But it has a net. So the moshala would give for it. The moshala would give for it is you have certain people that even as they develop a certain environment that they need to secure themselves, to create securities, they also still have the openness and the ability to appreciate that within their boundaries, they could still allow for some openness. An ability to attach themselves to things other than themselves, to try to gain more information, more um, clarity, so on and so forth. Versus others who just completely seal themselves off completely and are completely trapped in that state that they've made themselves, in that environment that they made for themselves. That's like Gimel Klip Satmeis. Either way, we'll learn more about that later, either way, the Al-Turebi here is explaining that the, the, the first nefesh that we're referring to, which is the nefesh HaBahamis, which literally means the, the animalistic soul, which refers to the natural soul of the person. What does it mean, the natural soul of the person? It means the soul of the person that enables the person to function. The person needs to be able to function. How does a human being live? How does, any, how, does any, how does any living thing live? It lives through an energy force, right? Which is called the soul. So the Nefesh Bahamas is just another translation for the animating or living entity, the living energy that allows things to live. It's that force that allows things to live. But that force to live is very, very um, centered on purely living. That's the focus of the Nefesh Bahamas. The focus of the Nefesh Bahamas is purely to live. Right? Now, if I think about life, what happens when I think about living? What happens when I'm focused on living? What happens? 
I become extremely self-centered. Right? I become extremely self-centered and it's all about me. What? Instant gratification. Needing for... I can't allow anybody else to, to invade my, my sense of existence, right? It, 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 it creates this obstruction from being completely um, incorporate myself with everything else because I'm on survival mode. You see people who suffer from, let's say, not, they can't listen to authority. The reason they can't li- listen to authority is because they're, they're working in survival mode. For their, for their ability to survive, they need to have a certain identity. They need to have a certain self. And if they allow someone else to dictate how they're going to live their lives, they feel their whole sense of self is destroyed. They have no self anymore. So they create for themselves this klipa, this ability to stand different, the sitra achor, so to speak, to stand independent and isolated for itself in order for them to survive. So we have this, this primordial energy within us. We have this energy, this, this, in, in psychology it's called the... the survival mode, right? We have a survival mechanism within our bodies that make us want to constantly look out for ourselves. We subconsciously look out for ourselves. And Al-Tarebbe says that this energy, this ability needs a certain, the physical and the spiritual never connect directly. You can't have a physical and a spiritual direct connection. So there has to be a medium that connects the two together. What is the medium? He says, the medium medium is the blood. The blood takes, if you ever studied biology, so you know that the blood carries within it oxygen, right? The oxygen allows there to be proper hydration and proper breathing abilities throughout the whole body. What? Yeah. So, 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 so the hemoglobin gives you energy, right? You, the, the blood is essential to the person's life. So in a, in a physical realm, blood is physical, but f- the blood also contains oxygen. Oxygen is not necessarily physical. I breathe oxygen, right? Ears, h- how physical is ear? Right? So we know ear is a physical property, but it's not physical in the real physical. It's not like something I can touch, right? So the blood contains oxygen, allows the body to survive. That is a, symbol, a symbolism it's symbolic of this idea of the fusion of the spiritual soul, the spiritual animating energy that goes into the body to give the body life force. That's why in Hasidus we always say that the Nefesh Bahamis is Badama Adam, that the Nefesh Bahamis resides in the blood. Because the blood, just like physically, has these properties of, of transporting and circulating oxygen throughout the whole body, which is more of like a spiritual substance, so too that spiritual energy is um, in, the, in the blood. And uh, the Pasuk says that the blood, the soul of man is in the blood. Now, the Atrebbe then moves on and says, from this place, from this place, boys from this place comes all the negative character traits of the, 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 the Klippa. In other words, like this. As we just said before, if we, if we see Klippa and Sitra Akra as survivals, as mechanisms of survival. So now, it's not only a mechanism of survival, but what is it, how, what is it surviving? What is it, what, it, what is it surviving for? It's surviving to live as a physical entity, right? Let's say, what's the difference between kalois hanefesh and living in this world? Kalois hanefesh is the idea of not focusing on the physical, completely wanting to run away from the physical, not, in want, not wanting to have any attachment to the physical. What's the very opposite of kalois hanefesh? Wanting to stay with the physical, right? The famous story of the Alter Rebbe, 
before, nor not, nor not to have kalais enough, she would eat a bagel. They say the rabbeim, when they would say a maimer, the rabbi, when you say a maimer, he would hold a tablecloth. A tablecloth, right? To be attached to something physical. The necessity to attach to something physical is what allows the person to survive. So now, if the nefesh of Bahamas' whole focus is to keep himself or itself surviving, to allow the body to survive, that means it focuses primarily on the physical entities of, the per, of, 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 its, of its existence. Now, in ancient, in ancient philosophy, there was the idea that all physicality is made up of four, en- four energies, or four, four humors, four different things, four different elements. There's Eishmaim, Ruch, and Offer. There's fire, water, um, air, and, 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 and earth. Those were the four elements. Now, scientifically today, this is not true. Scientifically today, we know of there's four forces. There's a strong force, weak force, a, a, a gra- gravity, and electrical magnetiz- uh, electric magnetism. We know that there's four forces, but this idea of four elements is not necessarily true. There is energy and matter. There is other ways you could describe it. But the Altarebbe uses this here, not necessarily because this is necessarily, because this is necessarily the physical truth. A lot of Mishalom and Hasidus are just to describe things that were common at the time and to use them as Mishalom. But the Altarebbe is now going to say that since the Nevesh of Ahamas' primary focus is to work within the physical and live within the physical world, since that's its job, is to live within the physical world, so therefore it's going to focus on its physical, physical parts. What's its physical parts? Its physical parts are these four elements, Eishmaim, Ruach, and Ofer. So it's going to try, it's going to utilize those four things it's going to hold on to those four elements as much as possible in order to retain, in order to give itself its survival. And therefore, the Altareb is going to say that these four things are the contributing factors that bring about the fact that we also therefore have negative traits. Because as we said before, when you're self-centered, and you, when, we, when you're on survival mode, mode, you become self-centered. When you become self-centered, automatically anger comes in, automatically haughtiness comes in, pleasure-seeking seeking comes in. Yeah, from the Nevesh of Bahamas, right. The, the, it all leads down to why we follow you, because that's what we think is the right path. Right, no, 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 but self-centered here means survivaling, survival self-centered. The reason why I'm egotistical, the reason why I get angry is all my necessity to survive. The triggers that get me angry is triggered by my necessity to survive. The reason why I get depressed is my necessity to survive. The reason why I get lazy is my necessity to survive. So all of these characters, all of these negative dispositions are all centered on the Nefesh Bahamas because again, the Nefesh Bahamas' primary focus is to look at the world and say, how do I survive the most? So anything that's going to come and in, 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 come to attack my existence, I'm going to fight again. It's a trigger. So anger is a trigger. Gaiva is a trigger. Um, need, the need of pleasure. Why do I need to be in the light? Why do I feel the need to, p- to have pleasure in my life? So he's not doing it to survive. It's more of a, because I want to survive. I survive, and this is the best way I know to survive. This is the way I keep my life feeling in a survival mode. And sometimes I feel that surviving being attacked. And therefore I have to tri- they trigger these responses. Pleasure is a response when I don't feel happy. So I need to survive, and I need to be happy to survive. So when I don't feel happy, I need a trigger to get into certain behaviors that will give me pleasure. So all of these, all of these entities all are centered on this idea of a klipa, a certain defense mechanism, let's call it. A certain way of thinking that it's all focused on what? On the sitrach, on, this, on the source of needing independence, needing a self, a self to exist. 
and that's going to be my primary focus, and therefore anything that comes in the way of that is automatically going to trigger a necessity to find some sort of way of fighting that off. Versus, as we'll see later, the Nefshel is the total opposite. The Nefshel is totally all about idealism. It's not about it's himself. It's not about the person surviving. It's about being there for what the cause of the world is. Well, I'm here for the cause. I'm not here for myself. So you don't get angry. You don't get haughty. You don't need pleasure. It's about the idea versus surviving. What? You could get angry, but that's the Nefshel Bahamas getting angry. The Nefshel Kiss doesn't get angry because it's cool, collective, it's logical, so it's, it's all fire. about the ideal. It's the fire of the Nefshel Kiss. The fire of the Nefshel Kiss is once it stimulates within itself a tremendous understanding of why it's here, it has a passion for it as well. It intellectually stimulates so it a, an emotional potion. Well. Yes. But it's not stimulated by the, the necessity to survive. It's stimulated by the necessity to live up to its ideals. So the Nefshel Kiss is idealistic. The Nefshel Bahamas is is narcissistic, if we want to put it in those terms. Okay, we'll stop over here for today.